You'd think that as a video game podcaster and comedian, my life is all fun and games. And honestly, you'd be right. About 90% of the time, it's, it's pretty sweet. But every morning, I deal with something very, very serious. My face. You don't become an Edmonton 6 overnight. It takes work. And in my case, it takes good facial hair. And fortunately, I have a great facial hair tag team partner in Harry's. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set and see what I'm talking about. Harry saw the tire fire that the shaving market had become and asked, how did it get like this? Crappy plastic razors, overpriced blades, all locked up like gold bars. And they said, no, we... We can fix this. And damn it, they did. Harry's ships premium quality razors right to your door. About once a month, I check my mail and there's that little box with everything I need to keep my kid presentable status. The blades stay sharp longer, which means an easier time getting my face in order in the morning. And the razors don't look like a dumb piece of plastic that a junior high schooler uses to take care of their peach fuzz. You have the facial hair of a man now. Shave like one. I actually leave my razor handle on the bathroom counter all the time just because it looks so damn classy. Harry's blades are German engineered and they're made to last. They're the best blades on the market for the best price and you don't even have to go out to get them. Set your delivery schedule and shave like a king. I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being serious. I've used Harry's forever. These blades are really freaking good. Highest reviews in the industry. A money back guarantee that you're not going to need and a subscription that you can cancel anytime you want. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game, my retro gaming podcast, where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. You guys know all this stuff by now. This week, episode 62, it's Resident Evil 4, you guys. It's like it's one of the greatest video games of all time. I I know that the intro music was much slower and kind of less energy than normal, uh... I this okay listen you're gonna find out over the next like 50 minutes or so just how much I adore this game but I went through like the entire soundtrack looking for something that was even just kind of uplifting you know because I like to start the show off with a little bit of energy and that doesn't exist in Resident Evil 4 which probably adds to the genius and greatness of it but uh so I'm trying to put a little bit more energy into this to try to bring it up after that sad music and admittedly I don't have a ton of music or a ton of energy this week uh because I am fucking tired this is gonna be a fast intro I've been on the road, it feels like, for two months. Um, And literally, like, as I record this, it's Monday the 2nd, the Labor Day, and uh, tomorrow morning I'm on my way to Calgary for a week of shows there at the Comedy Cave. So if you're in Calgary, say hi. Uh, Don't, yeah, come to my show if you want, but just say hi. That'd be even better. Uh, So I'll get through this intro, fucking get to talking Resident Evil, and then uh, that'll that'll be it. So, uh, yeah, you guys know how all that stuff works by now. Uh, I hope you're having a great long weekend, or you had it, I guess, by the time this comes out. I don't know if it's Labor Day everywhere. I, I, I'm ignorant. I should have looked it up. I have no idea if it's only in Alberta, if it's in Canada, if it's in North America, the entire world. But wherever you are, I hope you had a great long weekend, or you have a long weekend coming up. It, uh, 
Yeah, you know, it's back to school. Fucking, if you're listening to this, either your kids might be back at school. Maybe you're a kid who's back at school. If that's the case, ha, 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 And if you're one of the parents, uh, congratulations. You made it through another summer. So, um, anyway, I just, I don't know why I'm even rambling about this. You guys don't give a fuck about my long weekend. But you guys know I have to talk for a few minutes. Otherwise, the podcast would be too good. So, uh, quickly, throw us a follow, please, on Twitter and Instagram at MemberTheGame, or you can find us at Facebook.com slash RememberTheGame. Uh, we're also on YouTube at YouTube.com slash RememberTheGame. More Let's Plays and reviews are coming now that I've got, I have some home shows coming up in the, in the fall, so I'll be at home, I'll be in my laboratory here creating more stuff, so throw us follows and all that stuff, and you guys know I have to plug it one time, quickly, please, Patreon.com slash RememberTheGame. We'd really appreciate it. Two bucks a month is all it takes. You're going to get a shout-out on the show. You're going to get an entry into a prize jaw every month, uh, which I'll be doing the jaw for today and posting the video later this week. Uh, and you're going to get two extra episodes of the podcast. The last month, we covered The Messenger, and we did a Q&A one. This month, it'll be a Q&A one, and we'll be covering... Or, pardon me, last month, we covered Octopath Traveler. This month, we'll be covering The Messenger. And in October, if we can squeak it in and finish the game and get ready to record it in time, we may be talking about the Link's Awakening remake. So two bucks a month, patreon.com slash remember the game. Plus you get a shout out. Shout out to the newest supporter on Patreon, John. I don't know if you want me to say your last name, John, but uh, thank you so much for signing up. I hope that it's worth your $2. And uh, thanks to all of you guys for hanging around there. We really appreciate it. Uh, I mentioned a week or two ago that I applied to do a panel and a live recording at the Edmonton Expo of the podcast. I haven't heard back from them, so I'm starting to think I didn't get it because of the, po- the expos in three weeks. Uh, and that's fine. I didn't even know if it was something I should be doing yet or if I wanted to do it, but uh, I applied. I still might be... G- <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, something in my throat. I still might be going. Uh, I am getting some business cards printed up for the podcast, and I may just go and hand them out. So if you're at the expo and someone hands you a Remember the Game podcast card and you listen to the podcast and you hear this, say hi. Holy fuck, that would make my day. Uh, but I'm not sure if I'm going to do that yet, but I'm thinking about it. So, uh, for anyone that was wondering about it, that's what happened. doesn't look like I got it. They ignored me. So, uh, it's the 20th anniversary of Tony Hawk, the original Tony Hawk pro skater, which we covered. Well, we covered Tony Hawk pro skater two, uh, back on episode 21. I don't know how many more Tony Hawk pro skater episodes we'll do because those games kind of all blend into each other. But, uh, 20th anniversary, uh, fuck me, man. Those games who, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have played a Tony Hawk game. They took over fucking the world. Like, I feel like that was call of duty before like call of like, I'm trying to think of like a major franchise or maybe like how the kids are today with like Fortnite and stuff. Maybe that's what we were like with Tony Hawk pro skater. Like everyone I knew fucking played Tony Hawk. Those games were epic. I know more about skateboarding from those games than I do about it from any other as a little bit from Ninja Turtles, but mostly from playing Tony Hawk. So happy 20th birthday to the Tony Hawk pro skater series. I love those games so much. Um, as I'm recording this, like I said earlier, it's September 2nd. Uh, we have not seen anything from Nintendo about the games coming out for Switch Online this month, particularly Super Nintendo games, Nintendo. But the one-year anniversary of Nintendo Online is coming up here in September. And uh, people... <clears throat> sorry, I sh- I've cleared my throat before I got on here. I don't know what's going on. Um, I went for a jog right before I sat down to record this, and I feel like it's just my body very slowly puking up that like hot puke phlegm that you get from... You guys... <laughs> I hope you. I hope nobody's eating this. Listen to this while they eat their breakfast. Um, Nintendo Online expires. Okay, I'm sorry. This is bad podcasting. I need a drink. <clears throat> this was a pay episode. I would edit it out, but it's one of the free ones, so you get to listen to that. Um, Nintendo Online expires this month for people that signed up for one year. People are getting very upset with the lack of games that they're giving us as far as their retro catalog goes. 
Uh, a, a leak has come out apparently of a Super Nintendo controller for the Switch. I am just praying that we get like Nintendo comes out and is like, oh hey, by the way, on September twentieth or whatever the fuck day it is, when your Switch uh, one year online renews, uh, you're gonna get like a dozen Super Nintendo games. I I would be so happy. So expect it. It's coming. I'm positive. Maybe not this month, but I think this month it's coming. It's fucking coming. Um, it's driving me crazy. So, um, trying to think of what else I want to talk about. What are we at? Six minutes. I don't have much else to say. I'm tired. You guys just want to probably hear about Resident Evil Four. So I'm gonna get into what I'm playing. I'm gonna shut the fuck up. Uh, I haven't been playing very much over the last week. I'm in that weird rut. You know when you get into the, you know when you finish a game that you've just been like obsessed with. I can't remember if I mentioned this last night or last week with uh, Fire Emblem or not, but like when you're just obsessed with a game and you put like 50, 60, 70 hours into it and then you finish it and you're like, "Well, now what do I do with my life?" And you're like, "Do I go outside? Do I talk to my family? Like do I eat? Like what do I do?" You know? And that's how I felt with Fire Emblem. I finished it. I have been playing it again with the blue uh, blue uh blue lines. It's not quite the same just cuz I kind of know what the first half of the game is going to be um still grinding through paper mario thousand year door i've got some hot takes on that game that's an episode that's coming i'm going to be recording it in the next week or two here with uh i don't even want to say who it is yet but with a new guest and uh i've got when i went into replaying it for the podcast i was like this game's fucking awesome and um the more i play it it's still good but i've got some some controversial takes on that game now have not played it for a long time uh but that's basically all i'm playing I'm waiting on the Link's Awakening remake, which comes out on September 20th, I think, at some point this month. Really fucking excited for that. Hey, I think it comes out the same weekend as the Sega Genesis Classic, which I'm also really excited to get my hands on. Um, as you guys know, we gave one away on our Patreon. Congratulations, Big Titus, or Titus, however you want me to say it. Uh, I'm pretty excited to get my hands on that. I'm getting more and more into these old Sega games. I've newfound respect for what that console brought to the table. Plus, there's a Mega Man game on there that I've never played, and oh, baby. I love me some Mega Man. So kind of just going through the motions with Thousand Year Door and a replay of Fire Emblem while I wait on Link's Awakening and the Sega Classic. And that's pretty well what I've been playing this week. So good enough. We're at seven minutes. I'm tired or eight minutes, whatever. I'm I'm getting into the fucking this week's episode. Like I said, off the top, <clears throat> we are talking Resident Evil 4. Um, I know I say literally, like, so this is episode 62. And so I bet you on the 61 previous episodes, I've probably said at least 30 times how excited I am to talk about this week's game. Probably more than that. Um, but I really am excited to talk about this game. Like, this game is on my list of my 10 favorite games ever. Like, and it's written in pen. I'm sure, like, most of you guys, or like, like me, most of you guys are probably the same as me, where, like, your top 10 games list can change depending on your mood and what you feel like playing that time and stuff like that. But I have a few games that are locks. You know, I don't know where they fit in, but they're locks on that top 10 list. Resident Evil 4 is there. I fucking adore this game. Uh, it is available on everything. And admittedly, I, I tried playing it on Wii and just never finished it. I haven't replayed this game since GameCube. And then I finally replayed it on my Switch. The day it released on Switch, I bought it for the full price, 40 bucks. No complaints. I love it. To have that game on the go is worth every penny. It's incredible. Like part of the reason I haven't played a lot of the other Resident Evils, which I'm slowly correcting, is because I tried them and was like, no, I like Resident Evil 4 better. It was just so much better than the original resident evil games um i like five as well we'll probably do an episode on resident evil five here at some point i thought six sucked apparently seven is great but uh none of them could touch resident evil four this game is the absolute fucking and i don't care what you say it's true uh the resident evil four is the absolute pinnacle of the resident evil series it's the pinnacle of the gamecube it's the pinnacle of fucking survival horror games or whatever the term is for the genre i adore it i hope you guys like it my guest this week is patrick uh returning to the show and i know he fucking likes it so uh 
we're going to nerdgasm all over this fucking game, you guys. This one is a masterpiece. It originally released in North America on January 11th, 2005. I am going to cue the music. The reason I didn't do that earlier is because the music is so sad. It originally released on the GameCube as an exclusive. It is now available literally on everything. If you've got anything that could possibly play a video game, you can go buy Resident Evil 4. It's probably available on the NES. Uh, but, you know, we're going to get more into that this week, you guys. Kick back, relax. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Join Patrick and I talking Resident Evil 4. Here we go. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting's a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly, I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And BetterHelp is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash remember the game today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash remember the game. This is, uh, this is one of my most anticipated episodes since I started the show. And I say that almost every week, I know. But this one really is. This game is easily on my top 10 list of all time. And it probably squeaks into my top 5. And uh, before I get to the game, I'll get to the guest. Returning to the show is my buddy Patrick McGrath. How are you, my friend? Hey, I'm good, man. How are you? I'm fantastic. Right on. And we are going to spend this beautiful Saturday afternoon sitting inside talking about a 20-year-old video game. 14-year-old video game. Yeah. And that is Resident Evil 4. Patrick, this game is the tits, buddy. It is, yeah. It's, it's great. It's fucking incredible. So it, uh, they just re-released it on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. And uh, you and I had talked about doing this game uh, before it was released, but after they had announced it, I believe. Yeah. And we both were like, I need a replay of it. And then I was like, <laughs> so we both bought it, and we've kind of been racing each other to get through it and yeah. finish it, and now we're finally... Doing, doing the podcast yeah. and uh like when so when did you play it first like the first time the first time i played it um was in it when it was released on the gamecube my friend Devin had a copy of it he brought over to my house and just kind of showed me how great it was and it wasn't until it was released on the playstation 2 later that year that i actually played through it by myself okay um i remember buying it for the gamecube like almost at launch of it and it was like at that point i used to have a ton of money like I wasn't buying every new game as right. they came out, but the and I never played a Resident Evil game. I'd really? Put a, no, I'd played about half an hour of the original, Whoa. and that was it. But the reviews were like, yeah, were, it was crazy. Were so yeah. universally good. Uh, I was like, okay, let, this game looks cool. Let's give it a shot. And I was absolutely mesmerized. 
by it. Like 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 it it blew my like I love the GameCube. Yeah. I feel like the GameCube is 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 criminally overlooked. I think it's the Nintendo version of the Dreamcast. I agree with that. I didn't uh there wasn't a lot that I kind of saw in the system other than Resident Evil 4. Like right. if it didn't come out on the PlayStation cuz they announced it on the PlayStation 2 before it came out on the GameCube. They said there's going to be a version for it. Right. So, that was pretty much my system defining game. I was like if it doesn't come out on the PlayStation, I will buy a GameCube sure. just for this game. And like and you know what? I think that like that not to get on a rant about this, but I think that's one of the reasons the GameCube gets so overlooked because it was up against the PlayStation 2. For sure. And the yeah, PlayStation absolutely. 2, if I'm and I may be mistaken, but I don't think I am, is the greatest is the highest selling home console of all time. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know for sure, but uh, because it had the DVD player, right? Like I bought yeah, one because I wanted. I never. Yeah. No one had a DVD player at yeah, the time, right? Yeah. Uh, so I am going to look that up. So I think we had one before we had a DVD player. I think that might have been what was how we were able to sell my parents on uh, on buying one. Is that right? I think so. It is. Yeah, 155 million units wow. the PS2, and then 154 to the DS line. That's it's, insane to me. Like. It's like the Terminator 2 of the PlayStation. Yeah, man. And when you think, like, we're this isn't a PlayStation 2 podcast. This is a Resident <laughs> Evil 4 podcast. But, like, dude, I just, like, looking at the numbers right here, I'm like, so it outsold the Nintendo DS line by a million. And how many different versions of the DS is there? And how many households own multiple uh, systems? Because you have yeah. three kids, you, each, you bought each of them a DS, sure. right? And the PlayStation 2 on its own outsold that. That's, that's, that's fucking awesome. nuts. So that's why the Dreamcast died because it was up against the PS2. Yeah, and that's why the GameCube is overlooked because it was up against. I can't believe Xbox survived. Like the only reason Xbox survived was because of Halo and the fact that Microsoft has money out of the ass. Sure. Yeah. They. Yeah. There was. I think a few reasons as well. But uh, yeah, I agree. And like, yeah, the GameCube didn't really like. I was working at an EB Games during that time period where it was GameCube, PlayStation Two, and Xbox, and just when you saw like there just weren't enough exclusives outside of Nintendo stuff. Um, for the GameCube to really succeed over those two. Right, which is kind of it's fucking here we are 15 years later and it's still Nintendo's MO to an extent. Yeah. Um but anyway, so uh yeah, the Resident Evil 4. I had a GameCube, I loved it, but I didn't have a ton of games for it and I was always on the lookout for something new and then when this game came out, everyone like it was getting tens across the board, it'd be in praise. Mm-hmm. And I knew about the Resident Evil series and people seemed to love the Resident Evil series. And so I was like, all right, you know what? I'll give it I'll I'll spend like I think I was working at Walmart at this point, so I had no money. But I was like, I'll fucking <laughs> I'll spend a little bit of my money. I'll yeah. try this game, and uh, I'll tell you, dude, it's it's I really I don't I don't want to over exaggerate this, but I really mean this. With the exception of Super Mario World, I can't remember another game that I was this smitten with like right away. As yeah. soon as I started playing it, I was like, I love everything yeah. about this game, and that's that's awesome coming from someone who didn't play Resident Evil, like. Myself, I was a huge fan of it. Um, Resident Evil Three was my my favorite personally, um, okay. and and to have a game that you're like, it's now going to challenge everything that you've known about the game and the way that it plays, the camera style, the horror aspect of it, and it completely flips it. Uh, it was just crazy. You're like, I I can't believe that they're they're stepping away from this formula that's worked so well. Yeah, and they're going like over the shoulder camera, which we hadn't seen before. Yeah, their their focus is not zombies anymore, which was crazy. I was like, there's no way this game's going to be great if there's no zombies in it. Right, and that was yeah, like having because now I've gone back, I've played the original Resident Evil. Yeah, because uh, I actually bought so I bought the Resident Evil one and the Resident Evil the Resident Evil one uh, HD and the Resident Evil Zero discs for the GameCube. I bought both okay, after yeah. I played 4, because yeah. I love 4. And I didn't get into either of the other two because mm-hmm. of the old... Right, the tank the, style The old tank and, yeah. fucking control. Which, like, having now gone back and played Resident Evil 1 on my 
PlayStation Classic. I'm like, no, this is actually pretty rad. Yeah. I get it. But dude, yeah, I can't even imagine how mind blowing this must have been yeah. to like a diehard Resident yeah. Evil fan because they just went off script entirely. Yeah. And like having read about it, because this is one of the few games I have done some homework yeah. for and read about. Like they they fucking like restarted a couple like times. Like the four and, the four versions of it that yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. and started over and over. And and I think they they were probably a little bit nervous about going off the script with it with a, with a franchise as beloved as Resident Evil. Yeah. Well, I was I was reading about it as well. There was a huge divide in the development team. Like people didn't want to divert from what they knew like going from an action or a horror game into an action game right and and but then there was the other half that were like we're tired of this same old formula and story we needed something new and you know like they tried four times yeah to get something right some and of those versions sounded awesome though dude some of them do yeah, yeah right <laughs> like but the final version is is fucking insane so like i don't even know where to start with it like so like i mean i can't imagine if you're listening to this you haven't played resident evil 4 one of the reasons i brought up their wikipedia page to have it ready for this podcast was just because i wanted to be able to list off all the different platforms this game is available on everything it's it's gamecube playstation 2 windows wii ios zebo playstation 3 xbox 360 android ps4 xbox one nintendo switch so if you own a video game console you can play resident evil 4 at this point i've purchased four versions of it yeah yeah what, like what do you got ps2 uh, ps2 i bought it for uh on steam for the switch and i also did buy the uh, ios version of it as well oh sick yeah. is, is the ios one any good it's not very good yeah it's, it's tough it's tough any like any good game is tough on a touch screen yeah. system but even like playing it on an ipad mini it was it was cool but yeah it was very difficult i, I think it's cool that like they put some of these games on like you know because like uh, some work like final fantasy and stuff i'm like i'll totally play fi- sure. i have yeah. i have two final fantasy games on my phone they're red but like an action game, like a shooter game, yeah, like, yeah, it's, especially it's a game where yeah. like headshots matter and mm-hmm. things. I can't imagine yeah. playing on a touch screen. Um, so it's on everything. But it started on GameCube, and like a big reason I'm so fond of the Nintendo GameCube is Resident Evil Four. This game, like, if you start with the graphics, I don't know where to start. We'll just start with the graphics. I just yeah. feel like I'm gonna like blow my load all over this yeah, episode. No. <laughs> uh, like it, it, like when I, I remember playing it when it first came out and being like, this is the most incredible looking video game I think I've ever played. Yeah, it was really. I mean, for what the GameCube was doing at the time, it was uh, it was insane. To Beautiful, see what it could do. It was just like a powerhouse, like really pushing that system yeah. to the the absolute max that it could do. Yeah, and which is cool. Like in an, I mean, because this has been Nintendo's criticism. I mean, really, since like the Super Nintendo when the Sega Genesis was taking digs at it, uh, their systems are usually underpowered and usually yeah. not capable of doing what the other ones are. Mm-hmm. And dude, they dropped this, and it was like, show me a game on the PS2 or the Xbox that looks better than resident evil 4 and yeah at that I, time I even, it was hard to do i even think the playstation 2 version of it looks as good as it did on the gamecube i think it might have uh, suffered a little bit i agree with that and like because I, I did own the playstation 2 one as well after mm-hmm. i got it like dirt cheap when i was in collecting um having played it now though this was the first time i have played it fully since the gamecube yeah me well since the playstation version right. yeah so it's well. been yeah. 13 years or so yeah. since we played it and uh i still think that this game stands up graphically. Like, I mean, obviously it doesn't look like, like, you know, God of War or fucking Last of Us or something. But it's still incredible. It yeah. looks really yeah. good, you know? <clears throat> like, I mean, to me, like, when you, when it comes to the... I'm not a graphics snob at all when it comes to my video games. Gameplay over everything. Oh, yeah. a trillion percent. Yeah. Um, having said that, like, to me, there's two ways to go with graphics. One is to try to do it as well as you possibly can. And the other is to just lean into like a retro style or funny graphics. You know what I mean? And obviously they were trying to go for a more photorealistic, like good looking game here. And, uh, and I like, I think they deserve more credit than you could possibly imagine for how this game looks. It looked as good playing it on my switch today 
as anything else I'm playing right now. Yeah, I agree. It was insane to be able to play it portably like that, like on the Switch, like mm. while we were moving, having not access to a, a TV, just being able to pick it up and play it in handheld mode and just still be like, that's how I played most of the game for a yeah. long chunk of it was in the handheld uh, mode. And it, it's just incredible that you can do that. Yeah, dude. Because, <laughs> yeah, like, like admittedly, I, I was, everyone knows I'm a Switch fanatic, uh, as I know you are too uh, now. Uh, I played most of it on my TV with my Pro Controller, mm-hmm. but uh, there were times where my girlfriend wanted the TV, so I'd put my headphones in and play it on the, and it, was, it worked perfect. Like, yeah. it's, um, so it looks incredible. Uh, like, and, 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 like, not only does, like, does it look good, but, like, it, it captures the atmosphere of the game so perfectly. Yeah. Like, like, that first, I'll never forget not so much the very first uh, house you go to, that but the cabin, first village. But the first yeah. village. And yeah. dude, I remember walking in and being like, this is fucking creepy. When I played it um, this time around on the Switch, I was frightened getting into that. You know, when those first wave of, uh, of villagers come at you, like, I was terrified dude. because I couldn't remember how to handle myself in those yeah. high pressure situations. Because uh, I've, I've played a lot of like Resident Evil 5 and 6 um, over the years, and, and I really enjoy those ones because there's a lot more of that like run and gun action shooting over the shoulder like we've gotten with everything now. Right. But Resident Evil didn't have that i forgot that it was it was stop and aim there was no moving and shooting at that time yeah and so it creates those like high tension scenarios where you're like how do i handle this like herd of yeah villagers coming at me what yeah man it's like what fascinates me about that is like playing the original resident evil i was like a lot of people shit on those old slow tank controls but i'm like that's scary that's how they like the game works because of those controls absolutely and uh for them to come up with like a faster more action-based 3D camera style game where you still you still maintain that Resident Evil fright and, and yeah. uh, gameplay like those slow con- if yeah. the controls were like if you could run and shoot at the same time the game wouldn't work as well no you need that sense of fear mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. you know and uh, and dude like yeah when you go to that first village and you know you're you're in the fucking you're trying to like uh, bunker down inside that house yeah and you're trying to kill time that yeah. was where I fell in love with the game yeah. because you're trying to bunker down in this house and you're just and you like I you have the first time you play it you have no fucking idea no. if these guys are ever gonna stop yeah and you're literally they do that a lot and there was yeah. a lot of parts where I forgot that I'm like oh this is just a time based thing where I just gotta hold hold, hold down until yeah. But it's perfect, and like, and there's so many little things like you can push, like that you can push a shelf in front of a window, yeah, and then that'll buy you time yeah. where they can't get through that window, yeah. Or you can knock over a ladder, yeah, and then you have to, they have to set it back up before they can get in, and like that might seem like such a little thing to someone that's never played it, but I'm like, dude, that adds so much mm-hmm. to this game because you can. Um, the amount of times I've been saved by just being able to kick down a ladder full of guys yeah. and just buy myself a little bit of time, yeah, it, it's yeah, it's crazy. You have a window on one wall and then a window at the other side of the room. And so you're pushing over the ladder at one window, then running over and taking care of the guys coming in the second window. And then you occasionally, because like, dude, I forgot about it for about an hour that you could hold down and hit B and do the U-turn. Can you? you? Oh, yeah. I think I forgot entirely about that. God, game saving. If you hold down and hit B, you'll do a 180. Absolutely, yes, that's right. Uh, And that's where the controls are. It's very crucial. You need that. And so like, yeah, like if you're trying to hold off two different windows, you turn around, shoot a few guys at one window, and then quickly turn back. And if the ladder hasn't shown up at the window yet, you're good. Yeah. But if you see those two rungs of the ladder, then you got to run over and push it down again. again. Um, And yeah, I remember playing through that particular part. And I was almost out of ammo, and I was getting stressed the fuck out because I was like, well, "When do these guys <laughs> fucking stop?" And then all of a sudden, the bell rings in yeah. town, and then they all just leave. Mm-hmm. And and like it, they do such a great like I felt like, oh, and it's like, dude, yeah. like when they can make me do that, that's mm-hmm. the perfect game. That's yeah. fucking done so well. And that very first village, and you see that dead cop. 
yeah or whatever he is like yeah. the security guy or yeah that's right yeah yeah and it's yeah. a police officer yeah and they yeah they set that he's on, on fire <laughs> yeah he's on fire like burned at the stake and you're like holy oh, fuck no. yeah and like and you know what else i like and i didn't realize this until after i played the original resident evil it's not as cheesy but they still keep some of the cheese and mm-hmm. some of the campy lines yeah for sure which Absolutely. is which adds to it yeah. too like for sure I love it. Um, so it looks beautiful. The atmosphere is gorgeous. One of the things that's funny to me about the atmosphere is that you end up in so many different places. But yeah, the, yeah, like you start in that village, and and just like this, the scenery of the whole game, just from where you start to where you end up, is just insane. Yeah, like if you if you had never like if you put together a highlight package with no context, no anything, and someone just watched it, <laughs> you're like, so you're in a village. That makes sense. Okay, now you're in like the woods, which is outside the village. That's cool. Now you're in like a castle, but now you're in like a medieval castle. Now you're in the sewer. Now yeah. you're in a forest, like a, or a grass maze. Yeah. You know, it's now you're in like a mine. Yeah, like some <laughs> underground ruins. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're at like a construction site on cranes, like over, <laughs> like, and now you're on a jet ski. Yeah. It like makes no fucking sense, yeah. but it, but it, they find a way to kind of make it mm-hmm. make sense. Mm-hmm. Which is really cool too. It, it never gets repetitive because every time you feel like you've been in one area for a while, you get out of it and go to a different area yeah so yeah i like that uh it looks good i fucking i hate the the sound too that was the other thing is like and i don't feel like this was a lot of games but this was one where like i had you have to have headphones in uh at least i feel like you do yeah it does it definitely has that atmospheric it's really nice to um to hear kind of the direction of where guys are when you know that people are coming up behind Mm -hmm. you things like that i didn't play it with headphones um but I definitely can see why. There, we, if we're talking about sound, though, I do want to talk about a problem I had with the sound. I, I was really interested to see if you found this. So I don't know if this just didn't hold up from original, but the sounds of water and the sounds of fire in this game sound horrendous. I didn't, I didn't notice. They sound like they recorded fire. Anytime there's fire in the game, it sounds like it's multiple fires recorded in a tin can. Like it just does oh, not, really? it just does not sound believable. And it was something that really stuck to me the whole time I was playing. It was really aggravating me that just, when you, when you play it again, you're yeah. definitely going to look for it. I, I think you're going to hear what I'm, I was just going to say, now I'm going to notice yeah, that. God damn it. Yeah. And I, I couldn't remember if it's like, is this just, it just didn't hold up or, right. or what had happened here. But uh, yeah, it was uh, just one of those things. I never noticed that. Cause I do like things like, I mean, to me, it's critical to be able to hear them yell. Because now you yeah. know they found you, right? Yeah. Which I have always loved. Like, it's it's borderline. I mean, because then that fucking slow, uh, like, threatening music kicks in. Mm-hmm. Like, that like that mm-hmm. drum. Like, yeah. Boom, boom. But yeah. before that, you hear that. Like, they always yell, like, the same yeah. couple of things. Yeah. And, and you're like, oh, fuck. Somebody has seen me. And now you got to find them. And then those those fucking chainsaw guys yeah yeah and when you hear the chainsaw yeah. and you're like oh fuck they are the i i was getting anxiety going through the first village because i knew at some point i had to fight a chainsaw guy and i remember hating them so much no they, they didn't seem as hard this time yeah so what i distinctly remember was that first village there was a chainsaw guy originally but yeah. he didn't show up there and i don't know if i'm just i was remembering incorrectly because when he does show up for the first time i was like i don't feel like this is where i remember him being i remember him being in that first one because i remember like running up the ladder and pushing it down yeah. and trying to be i remember it very distinctly in that first house in that but, initial swarm yeah and yeah. you're not in the first yeah the initial uh village that you go to with yeah. the clock tower or the bell tower um in this one like you come out of like a uh warehouse or something and then he's just there on the other side yeah right before you fight um 
before uh, Mendez. Yeah, yeah, is what I remember. Which is yeah, I in do the remember switch. That. But I remember distinctly being the first one. He like jumps down from the roof or whatever. He comes yeah. out of the. He kicks the door of the house and he comes out with a chainsaw. Ugh. And that's what I remember. But I fucking hate it. It took like, it, and I didn't find them as hard this time. But playing it yeah. the first time, I, I, maybe it's easier. I don't the, know. Yeah, the only time I found him difficult this time around was when you're in the mine cart. Um, do you remember that part when you're in the mm-hmm. mine shaft mm-hmm. and and the minecart's going and guys are jumping down from the platform and you can kind of you can shoot ahead and and severely reduce the amount of people you have to deal with but yeah. he comes down and you only have four carts or three carts yeah. to deal with him and it's very tough yeah. uh, and i remember this time around specifically I had a really hard time with that one because i did not have a lot of ammo at that point right so but, it was really tough to deal with him very, when he gets in close quarters because you know he's got that one hit kill he just kills saws you in yeah. half cuts your head off yeah. it dude and that's one of the things that I, that's another thing i love about this game is the way they constantly change it up mm-hmm. not just the, not just where you are but they throw in these little hooks like you said when you're in the fucking mine carts mm-hmm. right that mine cart thing is rad yeah and you're in three i think it's like three carts or yeah. something and you can always jump from one to another yeah. But like guys keep jumping in, and like mm-hmm. you said, you peg them off. If you shoot them once, then they won't jump into the yeah, cart. Yeah. But it's like it's just chaos, mm-hmm. and you're running out of bullets. So you'll like what you try to do. At least what I tried to do is just bunker down at the end of one That's, cart. Yeah. What but, I end up doing the, the but, end cart. Yeah. Yeah. But then you start running out of ammo, and you're like, well, I have to fucking jump into these yeah, other carts yeah, to get to ammo. Get the guy, yeah. And then they fucking swarm you. Yeah. Ah. But yeah. it's but it's fucking rad yeah. though. I love this game. Yeah. It's so good. Um. I would like to know if when they first designed it, if they put the cross or the like the laser sight, if if initially they designed it without and then we're like, no, this game needs the laser sight because it's a goddamn lifesaver. Yeah. I mean, it it wouldn't work without it. I don't think. No, it'd be too hard. Uh, Like every weapon has a laser sight. Mm -hmm. And then not only does every weapon have a laser sight, but like you get like the ball of light at the end of it when it's on a bad guy. And then at least, you know, you're going to make the shot. Right. Yeah. And it makes it easier to do headshots or. Mm -hmm. And oh, yeah. And that's another thing. I don't remember ever playing a game where uh, again i wasn't huge into the genre but like where where you could pick off like a certain body part sure and yeah. it would and it would really have an effect you know and if, that yeah that's i mean that's the the crucial resident evil mechanic is yeah. is conserving ammo doing the 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 leg shots i mean it was much more difficult than the original resident evils because all you had was down middle and up right so you had to kind of time as you're going down to nail those shots same with headshots getting up close you had to nail the while you're aiming up Mm-hmm. kind of time it out but yeah knocking them down in the feet so they go down and then just knifing them until that's they, it yeah and that's what i like dude, i probably died two or three times on this on my last playthrough because i tried to be too stingy with my ammo and yeah. shoot a guy in the leg once and chop him without yeah. realizing more guys were coming up behind me or whatever and then they would get the drop on me but um fucking sons of bitches i wanted to ask you uh to compare uh stats did you keep your stats from like the end of the game what you had overall like your uh, your time your death stuff like that i think it's on my copy but i don't have okay. it on me or anything i think i took a screenshot of it um it's not important then if you uh well i know my time was 19 something yeah that's pretty much exactly what, um, I, what I clocked in at and then deaths was probably too many <laughs> I, I had a lot of fucking it's funny though because i would go on like a two-day run where i wouldn't die at all and then and then i would get into one part where it was just over and over yeah. and over yeah you know i'm uh i'm playing through it again like new game plus and i'm trying to keep my my deaths down yeah and the first time i died was uh at that chainsaw guy the first chainsaw guy again because it was just i was you you go through with the the extra powerful guns and everything everything um fully maxed out so you're not really paying as much attention and he caught me like running i ran into a corner and turned around he was right there and cut my head off so i was like "Ah, damn yeah because that's another thing that like and and i haven't i've never done it but i do love the fact that as soon as you finish it you can hop right back in and go Mm -hmm. again but with all your new 
equipment and yeah. all the powered up guns and yeah. shit. And then you just feel like a boss yeah. running through. Uh, but I could get how you would get like l- kind of lazy yeah. because you think you're too powerful yeah. and then they fuck you up. Yeah. Um, that's another thing I love about this game. And I, I you know I, I'm going to say that a lot because I love everything about this game mm-hmm. except for maybe one little thing. Uh, is I love the the items and the the store guy though like what are you yeah, buying merchant, like yeah, dude that merchant, guy yeah, is an icon yeah, in gaming yeah, now is, yeah. uh, I love the way that they do that I love yeah. I love the suitcase and I know some people probably don't like that inventory management system mm-hmm. but I really like it because I've always slightly criti- it's a very minor criticism because I understand it's needed but I've always kind of had a beef with games where the characters got so much gear and Just you're like where everything. the fuck is it all yeah. you know what I mean yeah um, and this one like. You have to manage how the yeah. items fit in your suitcase. Yeah. Uh, and I know that that's a Resident Evil thing now mm-hmm. that I've played mm-hmm. Resident Evil 1, 2. Uh, but I, I really like that mechanic. I thought it was cool. You have to be kind of selective with what you have. Yeah, it creates for like you have to get then specific loadouts of like... And as the game evolves, you're like, okay, well, I definitely do need the mine launcher and I need to sell off a gun to, to right. have room for it. Or, you know, maybe I can't take all of this, uh, all of these herbs or something. And right. You end up getting rid of flash grenades or things that you might not... Uh, yeah. find is useful you have to do like it's like dude it sucks sometimes when you come across like a like so you, like 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 yeah like a hand grenade those things are goddamn lifesavers or you pick up a uh, a rocket launcher and it just right. takes up so much space it's you're like so i can't much i can't i can't afford to get rid of my sniper rifle to yeah. just take this one shot yeah and i love that rocket like, launcher I, like i'll ask you like the first thing i buy every chance i have is the upgraded suitcase like the, the i'll sell whatever case, i have sure. to. you Always, need to yeah, yeah. You, like, as soon as it's available, that's what I buy. You have yeah. to, yeah. yeah. And, and then you'll fill it in like, mm-hmm. and, and you'll fill it in 20 minutes. Yeah. It's fucking, um, but I really enjoy that mechanic. Like I love, cause I always try not to combine my herb, my herbs right away and stuff because I want to wait and see if I can get like a yellow one. Oh yeah. Like so that. I always, yeah, I always try to leave a one green one available, but if I have like four green ones, I'll just combine two of them sure. to make a double or whatever, just to, that extra little punch of health. But yeah, you're always trying to keep and wait to get those, um, the yellow and the red combinations yeah. to increase your max health and yeah. stuff. And like, so that comes in handy. And then like, I mean, there's, I was gonna say there's so many weapons, but like, they're really like, you have a pistol, you have a shotgun, you have the, the rifle, like the TMP mm-hmm. or whatever it is, like the automatic, you have a rifle and then there's the rocket launcher in the mine, the mine launcher. Yeah. There's just multiple versions of the pistol. Right. Yeah. Of a few, yeah. like, you know, and the Magnum, you get also a Magnum. Oh yeah. And the Magnum, it, yeah. which is a, fucking godsend yeah. near the end of the game mm-hmm. but uh i i do that twice during my playthrough of this game i sold either uh, once i sold my tmp and once <laughs> yeah, i sold my we, rifle being yeah, like I, i'm not gonna use this, this shit and yeah. then and then i have to rebuy it yeah. later because it's like no i fucking need this shit so the when i messaged you about doing this yeah like i i had the tmp and i had some upgrades into it and i had the the rifle and i think it's right around the castle when you um uh, you first see those uh, in the prison, the guy with the the blind guy with the uh, giant claws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're able to buy the semi-auto rifle, and so I, uh, I'm thinking for some reason semi-automatic rifle replaces the TMP. So I just sell off my TMP, and then yeah. I'm rolling with a semi-auto rifle and a rifle. And I get into the castle and I start using the right. And I was like, first time I pull it up, I was like, oh, I've made a mistake. They're both. They're basically both sniper rifles. They're, it's exactly it's just what they're. One's a faster one, sniper exactly rifle. Exactly what happened. Yeah, and you're like, oh well, now. I'm yeah, fucked. and yeah. then I don't want to spend the money because I want to upgrade all my other stuff. So I played a good chunk of the game with no TMP, but I just like I sent you that screenshot, just like hundreds and hundreds of rounds of TMP. Yeah. But no, like no gun to use it on, and yeah. I could really use it at that point. And that's the other thing that's happened to me a couple of times too is I would be completely at critical mass for inventory. But I don't want to sell off any ammo or yeah. get rid of any because ammo, yeah. ammo 
at times it's too valuable dude and like because I, I and i'm not certain about this but i'm almost certain that this game has a progressive difficulty curve to it whereas like if it sees that you're dying a lot and running out of ammos they'll give you more and if it, sees yeah, it could it, be I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it does because there are times in this game where i'm like i am i am down to nothing it's mm-hmm. like dude not only like I'm shooting guys in the knee once and then running away because I have no ammo. Yeah. But then I have other times where I'm like, I'm a so fucking yeah. base. Like yeah. I have so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and those times, and like you constantly take it for granted. Yeah. Like I always did. I was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, let's go. I could fucking kill everybody. Yeah. And and then you and then it only takes like one big fight where you're like just burning through ammo. Yeah. Or you know a fight with uh with a uh, one of the uh, El Gigantes or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, just sinking a lot of ammo into. Yeah. Me. And now you're fucked, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know about yourself, but, like, to me, like, my most prized possession and the first gun I maxed out entirely was my shotgun. I upgraded... Uh, so I always go pistol first. Oh, because yeah. you get more ammo yeah. for it. And it's yeah. just, you get used to using it. It's, uh, you want, like, those heavy-duty shots um, for crowd control. Like, right. But the, the shotgun is definitely, yeah, so, next on the it's, list. It's a yeah. fucking... I all I was so... Stin- like, I actually literally earlier today was talking to my buddy, uh, you know, Miklos. Yep. Miklos about how... When I play video games, I'm so stingy with items and magic points, mm-hmm. like in RPGs and stuff. And in this game, it was with my shotgun ammo. And it'd be like, I would die and then have to go back to a part. And I'm like, hey, I know it's time to break out the shotgun because I got swarms of guys coming. And I still wouldn't do it. because, yeah. And it's like, what the fuck are you waiting for? Shot, shotgun's a gun I don't roll around with. It's like, I'll, I'll go pistol, try to thin out. But it's like, when you get overrun, that's like, you're pausing because you have to pause to get into the attache. Yeah. And then switch the gun. So you're like, it's right as the guy's about to grab you. You're trying to grab the shotgun, just fire yeah. as soon as the screen comes back yeah, down yeah. just to get that that crowd control. And it's just like, dude, when you have like a swarm of seven or eight guys coming at you and one blast from the just shotgun knocks them all down. puts everybody yeah. down. And now you just have a second to be like, because yeah. I know what I would do is put them all down and then be like, okay, like, is where who's the priority mm-hmm. here? Like, is mm-hmm. there any of those, those fucking guys that throw the explosives at you? Because yeah. you can use them to kill bad yeah. guys. Uh, or any chainsaw guys or anything like so that. That's the other cool thing in this game that I, I don't remember being uh, ever seeing before this was um, they throw projectiles like the sickles and the in, and the weapons, the axes, stuff like that. You can shoot those out of the air, which yeah. is awesome. That's like a like an old school like light rail arcade shooter yeah. move where you yeah. can like shoot projectiles coming at you. Yeah. And that was really cool. I like that. that like Even if a guy's throwing something at you, you can nail it out of the air. And you feel like a badass yeah. when you do it. Yeah. And you don't really even have to aim that hard. Yeah. It just has to be yeah. in the vicinity. But yeah. you feel cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah um yeah i love all that shit man i i just this this game just fucking captivates me like i want to play it again already and and 90 percent of the bad guys are sweet yeah you know like i know a lot of them are just the same few skins of villagers like and then they turn into but, like, then, but then yeah as the as the scenario shifts those same villagers then are replaced by a different version of like you have all the um all the villagers but then as you get into the castle it's like the the monk looking characters the yeah. guys with the shields and stuff just things that like really add an extra level of like the crossbow guys those guys make me so mad i hate them <laughs> i fucking hate them yeah. i hate them uh but then like and i don't remember exactly what point in the game it happens but i i do slight i don't i won't say it's a, i don't say it ruins the, it doesn't ruin the game for me but it's one of the few things that kind of chaps my ass is when you hit a point where you you kill a because usually you can tell you've killed someone because their head explodes, mm-hmm. you know, like and then they do the like yeah. and they disappear. But it hits a point where after their heads explode, you're waiting constantly to see for, yeah. if one of those that last flag is fucking, to come out of there. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. when those it's like a, it looks like a fucking it looks like carnage from mm-hmm. the Spider Man yeah. movies, like like it's this fucking razor edge tentacle thing comes yeah. out of their head, and now you have to kill that. Yeah. And shooting the body won't kill it. You no. have to headshot yeah. it. And or throw uh, a flash grenade. Right, yeah. yeah, and and it hits the point where I'm like, I, I I don't hate them because I know they're good for the game, 
but I do hate them. Yeah. Be- the ones I hate are the, uh, the, the, the bat ones where it's like, it's got the wings. So even after you kill it, even if you've shot the, the Las Plagas out of the head, the body falls down and it just becomes like a little creature crawling yeah. at you or flying at you. And you're like, oh, now it's like a third thing that yeah. I got to deal with. And you just like, why I hate them is, is well, partially because they fucking do damage yeah. on the ass mm-hmm. and partially because you burn so much ammo. Yeah. Cause by that point, and I, what I, what's cool about it is they, they let you play a good, probably five or six hours of the game before they start showing up. Yeah. And they're like, Hey, you better know how to do a headshot by, yeah, now. by now. Yeah. Because if you don't, these guys will kill you. Yeah. Because you could shoot their body, you could you could unload an entire clip into one of their bodies, and I don't think you'll kill it because you have to headshot. You can't, yeah, it has to um, be, yeah. But having said that, dude, it like the 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 feeling of satisfaction you get from the explosion of one of those like <laughs> it never gets yeah. old when you know you've killed yeah. one. It never gets old. Mm-hmm. It's so satisfying. Um, so that's a pretty minor criticism. It's not even a criticism. I just playing through it i hadn't played it so long and i knew they were coming mm-hmm. and i was like i'm just gonna enjoy yeah. life before yeah. they show up yeah and then when they start showing up you're like fuck me yeah <laughs> uh here we go uh what do you think about the quick time events do you like them yeah they're fine i like it's it's cool um i got no, nothing against them you me know, neither i they used the right amount where yes um I remember the first time I dealt with it where you're like, oh, you can't just watch a cutscene anymore. Like, you have to be ready for something to happen, potentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, they're they're cool. It was a cool little added thing that, that keeps you in the game yeah. while there's uh, something going on. Like, while there's a, a part that typically you would only have ever have to watch. Yeah, yeah. It still maintains keeping you in that game. Yeah, I don't know if this episode will go up before or after one I recorded yesterday, but we were talking about quick time events and that, too. And I said... Uh, when they're used right, I really enjoy them mm-hmm. in video games. Mm-hmm. It's when a game becomes like nothing but right that I start yeah. to get irritated, you know. But like this one, I feel like just every once in a while they throw it. In. And honestly, dude, I bet you I died on half of them the sure. first time yeah. through. Yeah, because you you do you can't put your guard down. I I died because of my infamiliarity with the Switch control labeling. I still in my brain it's either a PlayStation or an Xbox layout. Oh. So when I see A and B and X and Y, I'm like. I don't have right away yeah. in my head the ability to distinguish, but Where then this they? game, yeah. it's only two two versions. It's either the two Z buttons at the top, or yeah. it's the the A and B. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They so. don't throw in any other weird combinations of diagonals across those. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, for the most part, they don't bother me. I uh, the boss fights, I, I don't. There's one boss fight I fucking despise in this Which game: one? the fish. Oh, the the, the big salamander stupid thing, stupid fucking yeah. whale yeah. shark thing. Yeah. I just. It's 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 probably my single biggest criticism of the game is that <laughs> particular fight, and I, I just, just having to throw like the uh, the spears at it and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I just I don't know I just I fucking hate it. I just hate it. I think mm-hmm. it's boring. I think it's fucking like I get that they they're just trying to change shit up. Sure. Like yeah. and I, and I'm and I'm all for that. Like to yeah. me, one thing I hate about video games is when they make a boss literally nothing but a regular bad guy that can take a, a trillion hits. Sure, because there's no. There's no new, there's nothing mm-hmm. new, there's nothing mm-hmm. exciting, right? Whereas, like, to me, like, there's three basic uh, styles of play in this game. There's either the run and gun, there's the, uh, like, bunkering down and trying to hold on, mm-hmm. or there's the, the boss fights where you're looking for, like, certain, certain things. Yeah. And I like most of those. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just did that fucking fish. I don't know what it is about. I'm just like, this is just, I gotta wait for him now to fucking swim, and then, oh, yeah. he knocked me out of the fucking boat again. You know, I fucking, <laughs> maybe I just suck at it. I, I think don't you're know. just a setup of being knocked out of the boat, because if you don't get, if you don't run over those tree trunks, you don't ever have to deal with that. Yeah. So, like, I, when he pulls you, you can just steer the boat around yeah, those yeah. things. Yeah. But, I just, but I, it does become very aggravating when you have to, like, slam on the buttons repeatedly to, to swim back to the oh, boat. And, fuck yeah. him. But... 
If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work gone like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That can be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001. And a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac and every 15 minutes on the clock they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If if you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a crash plan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. And you know what's, but like another thing that I, I like and hate about this game is that like they create this sense of dread sometimes because you know that something like that is coming. Mm-hmm. Like when he looks at them from up on the mountain yeah, cliff. Yeah, with his binoculars, you see it and you're like, I'm going to be going there. Right. Now. And then you have to go down and get in a boat and yeah. you're like, well, fuck me. Yeah. Because now you know you're going to have to fight <laughs> yeah. this fucking thing. I hate that. But uh, but other than that, most of the fight, boss fights are, are pretty cool. I don't have a problem. The only one that's not cool is the Krauser one. When you end up fighting Krauser because yeah. you can just cheat and use your knife the whole time. Oh, I didn't and, know that. Yeah, so I, I've never, I don't know where, I might, maybe I learned it, because um, the first time I ever saw the game was my friend Devin playing that Krauser fight where you're like going through the maze and he drops down and you got to fight him until he flash yeah, yeah. bangs away. But the actual fight, you just, he comes at you with that big giant bat wing thing blocking his body. But if you just knife at his feet, he falls down, you knife, 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 and then oh. you do it again, and then you'll just have to do the quick time dodge so he oh, doesn't no hit shit. you. And it's just like, you do that like maybe four times, and that's the whole fight. So if you know that, it's really easy. Yeah, I And didn't it's know cool that, that they kind of give you that that option of like hey if you do some investigation or you know a little bit of uh outside thinking you can get through this without wasting a ton of ammo because he takes a shit ton of yeah ammo. i think when i beat him it was i would use a grenade to put yeah. him down and then magnum him yeah because i was like i got yeah, you don't have to do any of that. yeah well fuck now i know <laughs> fuck i hate him um what okay so that actually is a decent segue then uh what do you think of the story in this game i mean i i enjoyed it um it as you if you read through all this stuff, it's very cool. Um, you know, like learning that Lewis was uh, originally um, a researcher for Las Plagas, and he, he kind of has like a moral issue with it. Yeah. And he's trying to help you out. Yeah. The overall scheme of it, the typical, just like get the president's daughter, infect her, use her to infect the president. Now I'm taking over the world. That's the whole story at the core. Right. And uh, the whole like focus of the sample, like the the master Plagas sample that they're gonna give to the united states i mean uh 
it's it's Resident Evil shit. It's you know yeah. something's gonna infect the whole world, and that's what you're dealing with is yeah. the, the single person. I, yeah, I found it like at because Lewis. I thought Lewis. I think Lewis is cool. Like I like that. Yeah. I mean, he's so. I mean, in classic Resident Evil style, he's so cheesy yeah. and cliche. Sure. But, yeah. but I have no beef with him. No. Uh, he I, holds I, his own in the cabin. Right, and I don't hate the concept of saving Ashley. I actually think they do that quite well she's never i never find her to be a pain in the ass sure yeah when she i i did there were a few times when i forgot how you have to kind of treat her where i'd end up knifing her by accident trying to cut open a box when oh, yeah. she just before she would be able to run behind me or whatever right. and there was you know the parts where you actually they keep it to a minimum where it's like oh she's down there and you have to snipe guys away from her or whatever yeah. and really save her for the most part she's not really a hindrance you know and i, I kind of do like the sense of urgency when you get overwhelmed and you're really only just looking out for yourself and yeah. then she gets captured and yeah, she yeah. someone starts carrying away you're like okay now i gotta i gotta focus on this guy shoot him without shooting her i've definitely you know yeah Made and a I, few mistakes. And I like that. Like, it's, mm-hmm. I, I think some people probably don't, but like, yeah, because she'll get, like, you'll be in a huge swarm of guys fighting them. And then all of a sudden, you'll just hear, like, Leon. Yeah. And you turn <laughs> around and see you're getting carried away. And I like the fact that you can kill her if you're not careful, yeah. which yeah. I think is cool. Like, so you got to shoot the guy that's carrying her. So he'll fall down, drop her, and yeah. then she'll run back. But if you shoot her, it'll kill her. And, mm-hmm. I, and I, I never. I don't know if there was a single time where I killed her and I was like, well, that's just yeah. fucking bad design. Yeah, because like, even if you aim at her while there's a group of guys around, she'll duck down. So at yeah. least it's easy not to hit her. Like, yeah. you really have to be fucking up if you're if you're shooting her in that sense. Yeah, I just, like, I guess where my semi-criticism, uh, semi-criticism of the story comes in is I just, like, I don't know. I, at, at times, I found it kind of hard to keep track of everything. And I was like, is yeah. like, like, so is, like, is Sadler the fucking boss? Right. Or is, uh... Yeah, they don't do a good job of explaining that, like, um, is it, uh, yeah, Salazar owning the castle. He's just like, that's all he is. He just owns the castle. He's also part of, like, they're all working for Sadler. Right. And and they don't really, you're like, okay, so is Salazar the boss now? Because when I was thinking about it, I was like, Salazar's the boss, the little imp guy He seems like the perfect boss. Yeah, right? Because he's just this little annoying piece of shit yeah. you know and it seems like you kind of go through stages where it's like okay he's the boss for this thing he's clearly going to be the boss at the end of this castle yeah yeah and he's the one capturing and they're all working for the same thing but um yeah you you're not really it's not really explained maybe it is in the in the documents and stuff i just didn't pay attention enough it wasn't until i was reading about it we're like okay that's his specific thing like he yeah. owns that castle that's his role here yeah yeah i i I, I don't know. I don't hate it. I just, I was like, I was like, who the fuck is, who is mm-hmm. the, the end game? Who do I want to stop? I I did like when they introduced, like, uh, like Ada Wong comes back and you like, you haven't seen her since Resident Evil 2. Right. And, uh, you know, they still had like Wesker and, and Krauser and stuff like that. So it was cool that like at playing that game, being a fan, you're like, oh man, like that girl from Resident Evil 2, like that's pretty cool. I like that stuff that they bring back. And right. so you do see like familiar people from this series. See, see now having never played that, I was like, "Who the fuck is this?" Yeah, right, like, yeah. and, I, and I was like, and and they, "They don't explain it, and that's no. that's part of it." Like all the previous connection stuff, they just throw at you as like, "You already should know who these people sure. are." And yeah. that that kind of it doesn't ruin the game for me. At the end of the mm-hmm. day, like the story is almost secondary; it's just fun to play. Yeah. But I was like, "How? Like, why don't you tell me who the fuck these people are?" You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. "Who the fuck is this chick? Yeah. Uh, who the fuck is Leon?" Because like, I didn't really know who Leon was. Uh, okay. I knew that he was yeah. from Resident Evil Two, right? But I didn't really know anything about yeah. him. Um, I, I almost felt like. I guess it's not a bad thing, but I almost felt like they could have either gone with 
uh, these people digging up this ancient plague and they're going to infect the world. Or they could have gone with Ashley. I I almost felt like they didn't need both. Mm -hmm. But then they did, in a way, explain, like, well, we have Ashley because we want to infect her. And And then send her back to the States. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, I was like, okay. But at times, I was like, this story... I almost found myself just being like, I just want to play the game. Yeah, you know what I, I mean. Definitely, like, yeah. I was just like, okay, especially this playthrough. I'm like, I know the story, so I didn't really have to pay too much attention. Right, and and explain who the fuck that chick is because I don't know who the fuck she is. Ada <laughs> or whatever the fuck. I had no idea who the yeah. fuck she was, and I was like, bullshit. She could do that in that dress with these heels yeah. on. Like, get the fuck out of here. Um, but for the most part, the story's okay. It's enough to keep you going. Mm-hmm. It's the sense of atmosphere to me is like the selling point of the game. They they really relied on the gameplay in this one. It was, yeah. it was groundbreaking gameplay, yeah. which pretty much set the trend for an, an entire generation of third-person shooters, right? Like, oh, absolutely. Like, Dude, if you look, I guarantee I guarantee you, if you bring up a list of the greatest video games of all time, Resident Evil 4 is going to be It's on considered it. one of the best games of all time. And it has to be. Mm-hmm. And they, they like it revolutionized that style of game. It it reinvented, and some would say, uh, well, maybe not saved Resident Evil, because I think Resident Evil was in fine shape after the first three, but it certainly reinvented the fucking series, that's yeah. for sure. Uh, and, I, and I think, because I, I played five after four, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed five. I, I was like, this is... I saw a lot of people panning it, being sure. like, this isn't Resident Evil at all. This no. is just a run and yeah. shooting it game. Is. But it I is. loved it. But it's still fun. There's still some good designed I, enemies and stuff. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy playing both of them. I do. I like the co-op, co-op aspect of um, five and six. Me, yeah. Being able to play with somebody is, is very fun. Yeah. At, at times, like, and I will say this too, like, at, at times you're almost, uh, Ashley's almost handy because the game is so dark and at times kind of creepy that yeah. it's like, it's kind of nice to have her around, just mm-hmm. to have somebody mm-hmm. else, there, which sounds stupid because it's a video game. But it's nice to just have somebody else there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like the perfect Resident Evil to me is that remake of two they did. So they have the over the shoulder style that they've invented, but with zombies of, right. the, of the second one. Right. And that's like, that's where the series is, is perfect. Right. Like most people, like my understanding at least is that most people say like one was fine. Two was incredible. Mm-hmm. Three was good. Four was masterpiece. Yeah. I thought five. I didn't think five was as good as four, but I enjoyed no, it's it. Not. I, I five and six are not as good as four. No, but I, I didn't particularly. I, I didn't like six. I actually tapped out on six. Oh, I still played through. It's it's fun because you get like you can play essentially six different characters. Yeah, and so it's fun to like go through and see what each person has to offer and, and yeah. their, their play style and weapons and stuff. Right, and then have you played seven? No, I haven't oh, yet. Dude, no, I, I really want to. When I had a PS4, I played the demo of seven. Yeah, and I struggle with scary. Like I'm not right. a horror guy. Yeah. Uh, that is fucking horrible. Yeah, it looked great. And the, the reviews are immaculate yeah. for it as well. But it was like, mm-hmm. oh, it was too much. I couldn't yeah. do I'm it. I'm really hoping that they eventually get around to putting either 7 or the Resident Evil 2 remake onto the Switch. Yeah, I want I want the 2 remake especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 7, I think in Japan, you can they have like a service where you, you can, can stream it. it. Yeah. But they're worried about people in America not having good enough internet for it. Yeah. Like stupid Westerners. Yeah. So. I looked into it because I could seriously considered trying it, but it didn't seem like it was very reliable. No, I I don't know. Maybe someday we'll get it. Maybe we'll get it on Switch too. The Resident Evil games are pretty good, man. I I mean I've I've only played a few. I'm not a diehard like it sounds like yourself, but uh, Resident Evil Four is like legitimately makes me happy. It's it's in probably my three or four yeah, favorite games. It's really of all great. Time. Um, what. Uh... There's a lot of really good enemies in the game, and so I, re- I was really interested to see like what's your favorite enemy in the game. It's it's both my favorite enemy and my least favorite yeah, enemy that, for sure. And it's hand. those fucking creepy things that do the shuddering breathing, the regenerators that you have to shoot with yeah. the thermoscope. Yeah, dude, those are the best. 
I got like as I, I thought I was getting close to the end of the game, and I was like, dude, and I'm thinking, I was like, maybe those guys were in five because I, I hadn't seen there, them. Yet. There is a creature very similar to them in okay. five, yeah, where the hand falls off and the hand chases right. you and stuff, yeah. And I was thinking, I was like, maybe they're not in this one. Yeah. And then as soon as I got into like the science lab, I was yeah. like, oh, fuck. there it is. And like you can hear that like, <sighs> yeah, yeah, noise dude, that they make. This, this creepy is. There's oh. one. There's one specific part where there's one of them as you get into like that that kind of prison thing. Yeah. And you can hear him down the hall and they put a little red herb right at the end and you'd have to run past his cell, but you can't tell which cell it is. Yes. So you're like kicking open the doors and he's not in there. And then it's like the last one. He comes at you and it's a very short hallway. But the regenerators, and but my favorite version is the Iron Maidens where it's the regenerator, but they do the spike maneuver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys are awesome. They're fucking sick. Yeah, so those like, are the best. Like I can't, if, if by some chance you haven't played it, they're, they, they look like science projects they're like they're like shadows of people yeah. almost like they're, they're like a seven looking. foot tall person yeah and so what you have to do is put a thermoscope on your rifle and then you can zoom in on them and then you can see where like the 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 plagues are i guess you would call it or yeah. i don't know what it is like yeah. this and you have to shoot like three or four bright orange spots in them but the whole time they're walking toward you yeah. and making that like <sighs> fucking yeah, creepy like ass weird sound laugh and if they get close they don't just attack you like some like especially yeah like they 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 blow up in spikes oh they they they're so scary the way like when they actually grab you if you try to run past them yeah, just the yeah. animation of like how they bite like all of a sudden teeth manifest and they're just yeah. like biting into your collarbone like they're really crazy. for my money they're the scariest they villain are. in the game they're some of the hardest ones to kill yeah. but they're also like you want to talk the atmosphere of resident evil 4 yeah. they're fucking horrifying yeah. and yeah. when you can't see them but you can hear that fucking yeah breathing the sound, first time you deal with them and you have to deal with maybe four or five of them yeah and uh you first get that thermal scope and you can just hear them everywhere you go but um, outside of the thermal scope, like the crazy part is if you shoot a part of them and it, it disappears but then regenerates, it'll affect the way that they attack you. So if you shoot their legs, they'll fall to the ground and then they'll just like slither towards you yeah, really yeah. quickly and they'll grab you. And it's so frightening. But it's, dude, like, how do you not give Capcom, like, it's probably their greatest achievement is this video game. Yeah. Like, how, like, that's, uh, well, okay, as a Mega Man guy, their greatest achievement sure. is Mega Man. Okay. But yeah. Resident Evil 4, like, it's, yeah, like, it's to add all that kind of stuff. You can shoot anyone in the leg and then they go, they'll keep coming at you, but they yeah. have to limp or you can mm-hmm. blow off one of their arms and now they don't have, you know, like, fucking unreal, man. Yeah. Oh, boy. This has been a long podcast, but uh, <laughs> the fuck that felt good. Uh, before we score this thing and kind of put a bow on it, yeah. you got any last thoughts on Resident Evil 4? Other than it's, phenomenal it's yeah it's so great it was so fun to play through it again um i really enjoyed it it was uh it brought me back to to the first time i played it and and just how obsessed i was like i was so into the character of leon in this game like i had a, i had like a leon haircut as a kid like when that game <laughs> came like it was a high school i had like that nice like yeah weird swoop thing um like i wanted a, a bomber jacket so badly uh, <laughs> because he has one like it i was just like i was so into this game and uh playing it again was was fantastic like it was so awesome to be able to revisit that and uh and it was just like as good as i remembered it to be yeah it's and like i i have seen some people on like reddit and stuff complaining that apparently and i never played it but apparently the definitive version of this game is the wii version that's what i've heard so i did see the, people the yeah just this this uh, disappointed that there was no motion controls or the the pointing controls which i didn't i didn't play that version either so mm-hmm. i didn't it didn't really bother uh, me. No, me neither. And I will say this: like, if you're listening to this and you're turned off by Resident Evil Four on the Switch or on the Xbox One or PS4, or whatever, because of the lack of the motion controls, I'm telling you, it's it. It'll probably take you 20 minutes, and then you'll get a feel for it, and then you'll be fine. Yeah. And it adds to the atmosphere. It adds to the gameplay. Um, I, I like God more, probably more than any video game 
that's currently available on a on a modern console. I, I cannot recommend enough playing Resident Evil. 4. Yeah, it's so it's on everything. Good. It's on everything. <laughs> it's where you can get it, and it's much. and it's it's phenomenal. Yeah. It's I love it. I love it. Um, so then Patrick, on a scale of one to ten, what would you score Resident Evil for? I give it nine. Yeah, yeah, nine's pretty good. I'll go. I'll go nine point eight because I won't okay. give anything a ten. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. And, Your rule, and it loses an extra point one for that fucking fish fight. But <laughs> not, it's so, dude. Like it, it I, I already want to play it again. Yeah. I just don't have. I'm, I'm already on my second. I'm like three quarters through the second playthrough already. <sighs> I just as soon as I finished, I just started again. It, talking to you about it, yeah. getting ready for this, I was like, well, now I kind of want to yeah. play it again. Yeah. Um, it's a masterpiece. It's one of the greatest video games of all time. Go play it, and. Uh, Capcom, just make more Resident Evil yeah. 4s. Or I guess 7s. Or give us 7. Fucking let us play more of your games. That's yeah. all. Uh, good stuff, buddy. Thanks for doing this. Thanks, dude. gonna do it for this week's episode you guys patrick thank you so much for coming over and talking resident evil 4 with me and to all of you out there in listener land across the globe thank you so much for listening the the the, the listenership means a great great deal to me you guys it's fucking awesome our numbers are still going up check us out you can follow us on all the social media twitter and instagram we're at member the game just like remember without the re at the front member the game Facebook.com slash remember the game and of course patreon.com slash remember the game. Two bucks a month is all I'm asking. I'll give you as much as I possibly can, including giveaways. And uh, if you're enjoying the show, leave us a good review. I don't know what they accomplish. I ask for them every week. Sometimes I get them, sometimes I don't. But uh, apparently I'm supposed to be asking for them. So please leave us a good review. And with all that shit said, I'm getting out of here. It's Labor Day. I'm going to go hang out with my girlfriend, you guys. Thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with episode 63 of Remember the Game. In the meantime, uh, go play some video games. Good luck back at school, you stupid kids. <laughs> and enjoy your peace and quiet again, parents. You just suffered through the whole summer. You deserve it. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.